How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Buddy's House of Horror Podcast. Holy hot damn, this shit was fucking terrible. You gonna introduce you, me? Oh, for his second appearance on the House of Horror, we actually have Dynamite Jared from the Brain Damage Podcast. This Trump. is going to be our spoiler-free thoughts, discussion, review of Halloween Ends. I'm a little teaser for Brain Damage, which will be coming out on Monday, which will we'll really be digging into it more on Monday. But with the spoiler review with Midnight Miles featured, hopefully, hopefully on, uh, yeah. Um, but this is our initial thoughts. Um, we watched the film last night. We probably should have recorded it. Last- Austin's going crazy. We probably should have recorded it last night when our emotions were still high. Both of our wives, as we left the cinemas, saw us, and they said, you both look like you've been personally attacked. Or, like, what did they say? Been personally victimized by this film? Something along those lines, and I feel like I was personally attacked by the filmmakers of this movie that have just absolutely taken an intellectual property that I love and I've loved for the majority of my lifetime now at this point and just spit in its face and just like totally fucking presented to us a a Halloween film and did not deliver the product that was promised to the consumer in this instance. Here's the thing that like I genuinely do not understand about this film. I'm just trying to wrap my head around all of the producers, executive producers, John Carpenter, Jamie Lee Curtis, everyone who read this script and was like, this is fine. This is what we're going to make. This is the story that we're going with to end this franchise. I don't think that John Carpenter or Jamie Lee Curtis give a fuck about the Halloween franchise anymore. Like, this is just for money and, and cash. Like... Money and cash. This is the same thing. Money and fan, like, fan approval. Okay. So wouldn't you want to make a film that the fans approve of? I don't think that they fucking care. That's the thing. You just said that they care about fan approval. Well, like, they're doing it to, like... To appease the fans. Like, yeah, we'll do more Halloween movies. I mean, I don't... If you want my honest opinion, I don't think that John Carpenter had anything to do with the writing process of this movie. Or, like, they they might have showed him the script, and he was just like, yeah, I don't care. Turn fucking Dead Space back on, and just started, <laughs> just started playing. His music was barely featured in the movie. So, for those of you that are a fan of the John Carpenter scores of fucking uh, the original Halloween, and then um, the last Halloween every- 2018 yeah. and Halloween Kills... Um, it's barely in this movie. I'd, I'd say maybe like a combined like 15 seconds of the uh, original theme and then no like original like compositions or anything. Like I'm pretty sure that in 2018 and in Kills, they both had like synth scores in it that were like original to those movies. And that's not in this movie at all. And then just based on the way that the script went, if John Carpenter like cared about this and like wanted to and like cared about Halloween as a franchise then he wouldn't have, I don't think he would have let this I don't think he would have let, let this happen. happen I think that John Carpenter is like one of the grumpy old dudes like I think he's kind of like I think he's kind of like Harrison Ford now where like Harrison Ford was like yeah I'll be in The Force Awakens if you kill Han Solo I think that, like, John Carpenter is kind of along along the lines where he doesn't care about this franchise anymore. He's kind of like, yeah, you could do it. You could put my name on it. But, like, honestly, like, I feel like John Carpenter's annoyed with the success of Halloween. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, when you are just like you've done something that's become so successful it's so mainstream it's just like for so long it's like a pop culture phenomena 
and like you know like Michael Myers and Laurie Strode these are like iconic horror film characters if you are a fan of horror movies in any way shape or form these are like the entry level like you need to know who these characters are and like what they represent and like and all this shit and like when you've reached that level of success when when you know Depeche Mode put out Violator and now they play maybe like one song from it even though it's like their most popular album they're sick of it they want to move on as an artist they want to do new things different things and like that's okay for John Carpenter he created this shit and it's been 40 years plus now and so he can be sick of it but David Gordon Green, the director, okay? Somebody that had to come into this loving this franchise and then to just kind of did what he did here. And it's just like, it's almost like at this point, he did not want to make a Halloween movie. I I agree with that. Um, Because here's the thing that also does not make sense to me. So, it doesn't really follow, like, obviously it follows the same storyline as the other two, but as far as, barely. like, the, the things Fucking that they... Fucking barely. That's what I'm saying, like, the things that they established, specifically at the end of the final, the last film, The Halloween Kills. Spoilers for Halloween Kills, at the end of it, Michael Myers is getting his ass beat. He's getting beat down, and then Laurie has this thing where as he kills, he grows stronger, and there's something more to this, and all of a sudden, he stops getting jabronied, springs to his feet, and literally murders the entire mob. And it's then, like 30 people. Like, he goes nuts. And then, at during this, I mean, like, spoiler-free, it's like they completely kind of ignore where Michael's story was at the end of that one. What I said earlier while you were at work when I was talking to to our wives about this is that it just seems to me like they want they wanted to make a different movie obviously and like they kind of were like man we got this trilogy and so they just kind of shoehorned Michael Myers into this movie like I'm not exaggerating to you when I say that the Halloween lore and like the fucking just like everything that's been built up to this point in the story oh, in the- means absolutely nothing they could have made this exact same literally this exact same fucking movie and just replaced Michael Myers with any other like killer and you would just open the movie and be with like you know the same opening scene and then the monologue kind of like when the monologue at the beginning of this movie kind of explains Michael Myers has been terrorizing this town for 40 years people are doing this this and this and instead of saying Michael Myers has been terrorizing this town for 40 years you just say 40 years ago our town was attacked by a serial killer named whatever insert serial killer name here and then, like, and for 40 years, this has been the town's boogeyman, and now the town's people are acting like this, the people are scared, the people are mad, the people are whatever. It's it's changing the town. And then, boom, the whole movie goes on, as is the key character of this movie. I Can I say that? Is like The focus of this film is not even on Michael Myers and Laurie, basically. There is a new character that's introduced, and the majority of the film is spent on him. For like some I said, the, you, so you could do the entire movie um, about this character and literally just have another serial killer take the place of Michael Myers. Because, let's be honest, the Michael Myers in this movie doesn't even behave like Michael Myers does. Not at all. So, like, people were complaining about Halloween Kills and, like, oh, he's posing bodies. And, oh, my God, when did Michael Myers ever do that? Okay, have first, you ever... the first film. <laughs> uh, in all the fucking films, this dude's always done that. Like, it's, like, watch any Halloween movie 
it's a slasher trope that Michael Myers may or may not have invented because I haven't watched Black Christmas. So I don't know if there's like body posing and shit in that. I mean, there's the girl wrapped up in the chair, but it's not really like a pose. I mean, it's happened before, but it definitely was popularized in Halloween. Well, the whole slasher genre was, but it's just, I don't know. You could have you could have made this movie and just called it Corey. Yeah, I mean, why would you have the final film in a franchise not be focused on the central characters who your franchise is? This whole trilogy has been building up to this final confrontation between Laurie Strode and Michael Myers. Who's gonna come out on top? Who's gonna like one of these fucking characters has to die? They're on or both. They're on a collision course. Like, that's, like, kind of was, was that established in 2018? Like, did it seemed like he was kind of targeting her. Well, the doctor was making him target her. Yeah. But, I mean, everyone knows that the franchise is about them duking it out. Right. That's literally what it's been built upon for 40 years. Well, okay, so that final confrontation does take place in this movie. I mean, I don't think that's a spoiler to say that Halloween ends... Well, it's literally in the trailer. Has the final confrontation between Laurie Strode and Michael Myers. Um, but it's like tacked on to the end. Like it literally is just like. Like I said, it's such a minimal focus of the story. It felt them. so shoehorned. Like the entire movie's focused on something totally different. And then in the last like 10 minutes of the movie, it was like, oh. Now we're going to focus on this thing that we haven't been building up throughout the movie. Right. Like, maybe kind of, sort of, you know, because, I mean, it's not like Lori's sitting around, like, hasn't, doesn't remember Michael Myers. Like, she talks about Michael Myers and kind of remembers the things from the past, but there's no suspense building up to this, this confrontation or anything. There's no build to it. It just fucking happens. Right. It's kind of like a weird comparison, but it kind of reminds me of like the Dark Knight Rises, right? Everyone's there for like Christian Bale's like last outing. At this point, Christopher Nolan's checked out. He's thinking about Interstellar. So the movie sucks because the director's not involved. The main focus is not on who you're paying the ticket to go see. And there's a new character introduced, like in that one, like fucking Jordan Gordon-Levitt or whatever. The entire fucking movie is about him, mm. just like in this. I thought you were going for Bane, which no. I was going to say it's not a fair argument because Dark Knight was mostly focused around Heath Ledger's Joker, but... No, a new character introduced... Yeah, yeah, it's Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I forgot that he was even in that fucking movie. And the whole movie's about the him. The whole movie's about him, that's true. So, and it's just, it doesn't... I try to forget Dark Knight Rises as often as I can. It doesn't make sense to have a franchise, your final film of the franchise, you're introducing a new character that nobody knows, nobody gives a shit about. It's not tied to the lore. It's not like, oh, this is actually Ben Tramer's son, or like something stupid. It's someone completely disconnected to everything. And it's like, okay, this new character is who our final film is about, for some reason. It, it makes no sense. You spent, like, the first two movies of this trilogy kind of, like, establishing, like, this Michael Myers and Laurie Strode, like, bitter rivalry, I guess you could call it. I don't know, but... And then just, like, at the beginning of this movie, they kind of wipe it all away. Yeah, like, like they completely, it literally they, doesn't matter at all. They do, like, they literally, like, pretty much rewrite Laurie Strode's character to do, like, a 100, like, a total 180 from the way that she behaved in the previous movies. And then, at the end of this movie, um, for the sake of the plot and for the sake of the final confrontation, she returns to the character that she was in right. the previous movies. But it's just, like, it's just, it's just inconsistent, and and to me... If you don't want to make a fucking Halloween movie, don't make a Halloween movie. It's that fucking simple. Listen, I said I said it earlier, and I'll say it again. Okay, when you dip your fingers or dip your toes or whatever, when you decide, hey, I'm the next director, I really want to make the next installment of the big horror franchise, when you're handling... A certain IP that has a, repu- a reputation 
then you need to just base, like, this isn't your time. This is not the time to be like, now I'm going to add my little spin on it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to add my little twist on it, my vision of this. Like, Especially if it sucks. Like, literally, like, even if it wasn't, if this film wasn't even a Halloween film and we, we just went in to go see your random generic slasher. If this was like, the like, Corey, if this like, was literally the, like, wasn't if, good. If this was the movie called Corey, I think I would have liked it. Oh, like better. I think that uh, as part of a trilogy, say you watched a trilogy, the first two films were focused. This on couldn't. <laughs> this is. I mean, this argues against it even more. Even more reason why this is a, such a stupid fucking idea is because the premise of this movie cannot fit into a trilogy. This is a story told within one fucking movie that has nothing to do with anything else that happened in the fucking trilogy. So you couldn't make a trilogy based on Corey. First off, he's not charismatic enough to like carry an entire fucking franchise, and he's going to be forgotten, like with with this movie. Basically, no one's ever gonna remember. I'm never gonna forget this film. I'm telling you that right now. <laughs> this is a film that is going to haunt me for my the rest of my life. I because I'm telling you this right now, and I'm not. I'm gonna no. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm gonna interrupt you right now. It's not worse. Than Rob Zombie's H2. But Rob Zombie's H2, I didn't like the first one to begin with. And I knew I was going in watching trash. I liked Rob Zombie's Halloween 1 at the time. And as time has gone on, and as I've gotten older, and the more that I've thought about Rob Zombie's Halloween 1, the less I want to watch it again. And the more that I think about it, the more I just kind of am like, you know what? It wasn't very good. And it's... Surprise! And this may say blasphemous to say H two did better justice to Michael's character than Halloween ends. I oh, then Halloween ends. I yes. don't. I don't agree. I think that they both took the character into strange directions that don't fit the character, and like both just kind of fucked the character up. Because I mean, literally at the end of H two, he talks. But at least it makes sense with the H2 continuity that they established. In this one, it's based on essentially four films, because the original one still counts. Then two more, and then this one, it's so completely... I don't... Listen. It's hard to talk when, about when, without getting into spoilers. When you were talking about Halloween, H2, Rob Zombie's H2, okay, and the fucking... This guy who's been mute for fucking 30 years... Finally decides to break his silence by screaming, die! I mean, what else would he say, though? I don't know, something profound? Like, maybe some sort of explanation? You, you expect as him to come up with Shakespeare? <laughs> something like, you know, like, fucking I am evil. He's like a big something. idiot. I like, what do you mean? This, he's not a fucking idiot. Obviously, Michael Myers is fucking able to like get shit going so like in in my opinion then if he's portrayed as a big idiot in age two then that's a fucking a bad portrayal of the character because he's always been portrayed as being cunning and fucking like able to kind of like outsmart people people think he's going to be over there but he's behind them you know what i mean like like he in Halloween age two oh even when he like does like the one arm like slow mm. like lowering behind in the hallway and shit. Like the posing of the bodies, you know what I mean? Like it's always been kind of portrayed that there was something more going on than what it seemed. Like on the surface, Michael Myers is just a psychopath that escaped from a mental institution and went on a killing spree on the surface. But then when you actually watch the movies and, and when the characters actually interact with Michael Myers, it becomes very obvious that there's something more at play. There's something more mysterious and evil going on than just your average psychopath that's out murdering people. And then in Halloween and H2... No, he's just a fucking a psychopath going around murdering people, a giant brute, a big idiot. It's, you know, that's the continuity they built. He's up. basically Jason in fucking Halloween H two because they got the big, huge yeah. guy yeah. doing it. He's curb stomping people. He has the fucking beard. His mask looks so bad. No, it's 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 bad. And that's why I like I don't I 
more and more as each day goes by, I like... He, he reflects on how much he likes the Rob Zombie Halloween the, the original Rob Zombie, like, the more time goes by, the more I kind of look back and really realize that I don't like that. And some people kind of like that, you know, he did more to explore Michael's childhood. But then, like, his exploration of his childhood was... Bad. Was bad. Stupid. It was generic. It was bad. Like, oh, abused child murders his family. Like he had a bad home life, and that and that's what happened. Whereas in the original Halloween, there's no indication that he had a bad home life. It seemed like he had a perfectly normal home life, and that one day something, something just changed. snapped. Something just changed within him, and then he just became evil i'll say don't go into this film after watching halloween kills and halloween 2018 don't go into this film expecting any answers because you're not going to get them because at the end of halloween kills it's like oh he's pure evil like it's you're basically hinting at something supernatural is going on here and you're trying to uncover the mystery of what that is there's the final scene of michael in the house looking out his childhood bedroom don't expect any follow-up on any of that because literally and it's not a spoiler because like it's in the opening scene there's like a newspaper clipping that's like oh the original myers house like torn down or something stupid like that there's literally no follow-up on anything that they established in the first two films at all that's true yeah it's uh, it's I just like I was to to go back to what I was saying before. Like when you have an IP, and like like I said, it's not the time for you to start adding your creative spin to it. If you have uh, an infamous or famous IP, like Halloween, like Friday the Thirteenth, like Nightmare on Elm Street, and yeah, they they like you've had like forty thirty years to see how these franchises work. And this isn't the first time that they've taken a Halloween movie and then kind of tried to fuck with the formula. Cause I mean, it's a 40 year old franchise. So like, obviously they've, there's been the, the ups and downs and they've tried to take it into directions where they tried to explain things. Well, that explanation kind of sucked or, you know, in Halloween three, they were like, okay, now we're never fucking doing Michael Myers again. And you've seen that every single time there's fan backlash. Nobody likes it because nobody, nobody wants you to fuck with these characters. Like these characters are set. They're the way that we like them. And if you're going to make a Halloween movie, guess what people want to fucking see when they go to see Halloween, when they go to see Friday the 13th, when they go to see Nightmare on Elm Street, when they go to see Texas Chainsaw Massacre. They want to see these characters fucking shit up. It literally got to a point in the 80s where you would go to the movie theater and the crowds were cheering for the killers because the killers in these franchises have all gotten over with the people. So now what we want to see is these fucking characters causing chaos fucking shit up it's the same thing with godzilla when you go see a godzilla movie what do you want to see you want to see godzilla fucking shit up you don't want to see fucking goddamn random new character guess what when when uh fucking godzilla's revenge came out and the entire movie was about a small child and fucking uh that's the same as this in fucking manila that's literally the same movie as halloween you know what i mean (laughs) and then you're like and godzilla's barely fucking in it like he steps on the fucking tail in the one point makes him blow the smoke ring unless that's in son of godzilla i'm not sure but nobody fucking liked it nobody liked that fucking movie because it's called godzilla's fucking revenge and they wanted to go see godzilla get his fucking revenge on whatever the fuck you know on whatever the fuck was going on and i don't know if that's just an english title and it probably is but i would say that as for like an english title it's pretty fucking bad like i wouldn't have cared if they made the granddaughter the focus it's just the fact that they literally just brought in a bunch of new shit that no one going into this movie asked for nobody nobody ever would ask for it nobody no fan of halloween 
or Friday the 13th or any major horror franchise has ever been like, you know what this franchise needs? It's <laughs> something new. <laughs> something new. Okay, like, we need to change direction. Like, the fans are not saying this. Like, if you want to do something new, guess what? Do something new. Come up with your own concept. Don't piggyback off a well-established IP to bring your brand new idea out to the world. This idea has already been established. It's already built a fan base, and they expect expect something. Look at... Dragon Ball Evolution. When you fucking change these IPs and try to do something different and unique with them, you try to Americanize Dragon Ball and and shit, nobody likes it. They want Goku. They want the Goku that they fucking know and love. They want the Piccolo that they know and love. And the fucking, you know, all these characters that they know and love. They want them to behave like the characters that they know. They want the characters to be the focus of of the franchise that they love. You and, like, you can put them in a different situation, but you need to be well, true I mean, to, Dragon, like, what is going on. The original Dragon Ball changes the theme with, like, almost every saga, at least in Z. You know, you start off with aliens coming to Earth. Now they're going to the aliens. Now they're traveling through space and fighting aliens. And then it becomes, like, fucking androids now they're fighting robots and androids and it's like a fucking terminator and then uh and then it goes to like magic and demons and shit like so it's like it was constantly changing but it's still true to but the, the characters the heart the and soul of the franchise and like the, and everything remained the same you didn't fuck with the core ingredients of the franchise you didn't so why is why is dragon ball gt bad What's one of the first fucking criticisms of Dragon Ball GT? Is it rhetorical? Or are we no, look, what is one of the first things that people criticize about Dragon Ball GT? It's literally one of the first things they do in the first episode. What was when they make Goku a kid? They turn Goku into a kid again and undo all the development that he's had throughout the series. He became an adult. He established himself as an adult. The fan base has accepted him now as an adult. And he spent like the last however long as, as an adult. And nobody was asking for him to turn back into a kid, to regress as a character, to regress in power, to do any of this shit. Nobody asked for that. The producers fucking did it for some reason because it's like I'm starting to think that he was too powerful. <laughs> yeah, but then it meant they didn't mean anything. <laughs> they turned him into a fucking kid. Oh, Goku's too powerful to be a kid. And then fifteen like fifteen episodes into the series, <laughs> super as, Saiyan a, four. as a as a child, he's a Super Saiyan three child fighting General Rildo and making statements that Rildo's even more powerful than Majin Buu. And Goku's beaten that ass as a child. So Goku didn't actually lose any power. They just changed how he looked. And why? And why? There's no fucking reason why. And then they gave him a form where he basically becomes an adult again. And it's just like... Basically, he is. Yeah, like... (laughs) He is. So, like... Nobody, I mean, there's Dragon Ball GT as its fans out there, and as you'll find out when you listen to Brain Damage Podcast on Monday. Halloween Ends has its fans. Halloween Ends has its fans, and we will make sure to fucking grill them. But Miles messaged me, I'll call him out, Miles messaged me specifically. Midnight Miles. Four stars on Letterboxd, four stars Halloween Ends on Letterboxd. He messaged me, he's like, hey man, I know we're saving it. For the podcast, but I really kind of want to know your thoughts about the film, and I ignored his message. Your thoughts are very, very clear on your letterbox score of half a star, which even I thought was kind of brutal. I'm telling, like, I'm not even exaggerating on this, and I may be being overdramatic, but that's the most disappointed I've ever been in going to see a film in theaters. It was a very frustrating movie-going experience. Like I don't I don't know if this is what the directors and the producers need to hear. You've put out a movie that's very frustrating and very hard to watch for fans of this franchise because I go into the movie theater when you have an IP like I said Fans of this IP have certain expectations. And so when I go into this movie, I'm sorry. I have certain expectations that need to be met when the na- when the name Halloween is on the marquee. 
Okay. And then as this movie's progressing and you're not meeting my expectations, I'm getting more and more frustrated. And then as these scenes develop and the the story begins to plot along, I'm getting more and more visibly agitated to the point where my wife is just kind of looking at me and literally asking me, like, am I okay? I was asked, are you okay several times throughout the film? Yeah, it was just like... You know, like, at one point, I literally turned my head in disgust. (laughs) And it wasn't because of the obscene amount of gore in the movie, which, by the way, they've toned down a fuck ton from the first two fucking movies. Um, We'll talk about that in in the... I think the budget was very rushed in this or fucking cuts because like literally there was a scene where like even didn't they, they film this back to back with kills i don't know but literally they was a scene where he literally opened the fridge and it was like mayo ketchup like it didn't even look like a human fridge it was like this is a set piece it looked like play food and shit in there like there was the amount of care and effort that was put into this was non-existent and maybe this is what they wanted jared maybe this was a big troll to get people like us pissed off. And it did succeed. It's, a big fuck you to all the Halloween like there, fans. Like I said, there was a literal scene. I, I mean, our wives loved it. Not the movie, but they they enjoyed it more than us. But they, Casual I, fans might like this. I don't fucking know. But hardcore fans, apparently Miles... Miles is not a hardcore Halloween fan. He can say that he is, but he... he his his ass literally thinks that Halloween 2 is better than the original, which is, like, the most... Like, can you think of a more abysmal take? <laughs> is there a more abysmal take in horror films around there? I know that I don't really care for Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but to say that Halloween 2 is better than the objectively better fucking masterpiece that's Halloween 1... And by the way... Miles' like favorite director of all time is fucking John Carpenter. So the one movie that John Carpenter directed, Miles doesn't even think is the best in the franchise. Which is just it's just obscene to me. I, but anyways, the wives at least my wife thought it was hilarious that that I was just like so visibly disgusted with what I was That's seeing. That's what I'm saying. That might have been the filmmaker's intent the whole time. But it's it's just stupid. I feel like I could sue. Like I literally <laughs> do. Like sue. like we were promised a product and not delivered on it. Like and like I should get a refund directly from David Gordon Green because these movie tickets were like what twenty bucks for. We saw it at a nice theater. Is <laughs> at the fucking XD theater and like I just, just bottom line. The soundtrack sucked. The soundtrack was so fucking bad. Not a single good song in this whole fucking movie. Except for fucking Don't Fear the Reaper by Blue Oyster Cult and the Ed fucking credits. Which, Jesus fucking Christ. How many movies have ended with Don't Fear the Reaper on the end credits? How many? Uh, There's been a few. Countless. Fucking countless. Blue Oyster Cole end credit scenes. So I won't even count that. And then, like I said, like 15 seconds of the original Halloween theme. What was up with them playing the fucking shitty out-of-tune piano all the time in the movie? Was there, Were they starting to play the theme? Were they playing it like throughout the movie, like in different parts? I thought, I thought they were about to, but they didn't. I don't know what the relevance was. No fucking badass, like, synth fucking horror score from John Carpenter in this one. They threw that one out, even though that's one of the elements that's been universally praised in Halloween 2018 and Halloween Kills. And I know Halloween Kills wasn't as well received. I know that people... Compared to this, Halloween Kills is a masterpiece. Halloween Kills shits on this movie. And I was, like, really going into this, like, being like, man, you know, like, Halloween Kills was good. One of the one thing that's more frustrating about Halloween Kills now is that it really felt like kind of like a buffer, like a filler movie. Like, not much really happens in Halloween Kills aside from just a lot of kills. And you're like, okay, this is just kind of filling the time till we get to the big conclusion. Well, 
then they filled even more time to get to the big conclusion, and then the big conclusion's just fucking shoehorned in at the end of this one. This should not have been a fucking trilogy. They should have did Halloween 2018. And then that's and, it. And then that's it at this point. That's the way that I'm pretty much going to watch this now, is that if I ever want to watch this continuity, it's going to be, okay, I'm going to watch Halloween and then Halloween 2018. And then end it there. Because you're going to watch Halloween Kills, and then you're going to be like, oh, damn, what's the fucking... What's the conclusion to this? And then you're going to watch this movie and you're not really going to get it. You're going to get it, but you're not really. Like, it's not, it doesn't naturally build to that point. It ends the franchise, but it doesn't end what was built up. And I mean, like, we've said it a hundred times. So but it's like, literally. It's so disjointed. It has such an identity crisis, which to me is fucking stupid. The name of the movie is Halloween Ends. How the fuck do you have an identity crisis when the name of your movie is fucking Halloween? Halloween, this franchise has been established. You know what the identity of this franchise is. It's not fucking hard. Just fucking make the movie. If you want a big artistic director or whatever, then... Go make your original fucking film, okay? There's a reason why Quentin Tarantino isn't doing the next fucking Friday the 13th movie. Because Quentin Tarantino has the talent to fucking direct and write his own original works and make them fucking masterpieces 100% of the time. So he does original shit. He doesn't fucking remake stuff. Does he remade anything? I think Django is actually a remake. But is it really, like... It's its own, I mean, I don't know. Like, Django Unchained isn't... Django isn't, like, this fucking, like, well-established... Quentin Tarantino isn't making the next Friday the 13th. Right. But if he did, I think it would be better than that. I think it'd be great, actually. But he doesn't need to do it. (laughs) Well, Quentin Tarantino could do no fucking wrong. If he did a Friday the 13th movie... It would suddenly just be filled with, like, the greatest dialogue a Friday the 13th movie has ever fucking had. Like, the teens sitting in the cabin waiting for to get killed would just be having, like, the most interesting fucking conversation you ever heard in your entire life. And you'd be like, fuck. Like, I'm really engaged in this. And you would probably actually start to like the characters. And then when they would get killed, you would actually probably start to get fucking bummed out. But then you would realize it's Quentin Tarantino and the kills would probably be fucking insane. This is our petition for Quentin Tarantino to direct the next Friday the 13th film. You know, Quentin Tarantino himself would play the crazy old guy. Yeah. You're all gonna die. And then he would die because Quentin Tarantino dies in all of his movies. And he would die in, like, the most absurd way. He'd be, like, in the woods, like, you're all gonna die. And then, like, Jason would shoot him with, like, a flamethrower or something. Ah! And, like, fucking fall into, like, Crystal Lake or something. Quentin Tarantino needs to direct the next Friday the 13th movie. But here's the thing. Quentin Tarantino doesn't want to do that. He wants to do... He wants to do his own original works. And and he does that. And they're all good. If you want to do that, then be like Quentin Tarantino. Make your own original works. You should be doing that fucking, um, what's the name of that doll movie that we saw today for? Megan? Megan. Yeah. You should be directing Megan, even though it's not like... An original work. (laughs) It's not a remake of anything, you know what I mean? Like, it's its own original story, but it's not very original. Right. You know what I mean? But, like, just do that. Leave my fucking shit alone, Okay. I want to see fucking Michael Myers fuck shit up. I want to see Jason Voorhees fuck shit up. I want to see Godzilla fuck shit up. I want to see Freddy fuck shit up. I want to see Leatherface fuck shit up. I want to see Pinhead fuck shit up. When I watch those movies, I want to see those dudes fucking shit up. And then that's pretty much it. And like in in the case of Halloween, if you have Laurie Strode in it, then yes, I want the fucking confrontation between Michael Myers and Laurie Strode. But I want you to build to it. Like actually naturally built to this movie. You would fucking think, and this might come out as a little bit of a spoiler, but take from this what you will, because I'm going to be as indirect with it as I possibly can. You would think, what was the one thing that everyone fucking hated about Halloween 2018? I don't know. What did everyone hate about it? When the doctor thought Michael Myers was dead... And he put on the fucking mask, and it was basically teased that now he was going to be the killer, and 
Everybody fucking hated that. Nobody liked that part. Everybody no, was nobody like, nobody likes that part. No. Everybody was like, damn, that movie was good, but the part where the doctor fucking with the mask and all that shit like that, that shit was whack. Nobody liked that fucking part. You would think that they would kind of learn from that. Look at that and be like, oh, this is the part of the movie that the fans didn't really react well to. So we should probably tone it down in that area. We should probably stay away from that and focus more on just kind of having Michael Myers fuck shit up and tell a story around that. But instead they did this and it's just not good. You didn't deliver the product that you're supposed to be making and I'm sorry if you want to make something else then fucking make something else and keep your grubby hands off the shit that I love. Instead of ruining it Stay the fuck away from it and go make your own fucking shitty movie. And let somebody that actually fucking cares and loves this franchise and knows what it's about. And I know that David Gordon Green does know what it's about because he made Halloween 2018. And it was so good and it captured the fucking spirit of the original Halloween franchise. And it had all the fucking nods. This movie has nods to the original Halloween, but they literally made me gag. They were so fucking bad. The way they did the nods to the original Halloween in this movie were cringeworthy. It was fucking cringe. Except for watching John Carpenter's The Thing. That was the only one where I was like, okay, this isn't stupid. This makes sense. That Yeah, that was, that was fine. I'm not even thinking about that. I'm thinking about the thing that they did all the time in Halloween 2018 where they're kind of like recreating shots. Right. There's a lot of recreation of shots from the original film in this, but it just comes off as lazy and stupid. Lazy, stupid, try hard, like, and, and, and fucking cringe. Yeah. Like, extremely fucking cringe. Um, yeah, I was just like... I cringed, like, pretty much the whole movie. And let me, and, and let me just say that the, or the beginnings of this Corey character actually had me playing along. I was like, okay, sympathizing with this dude. And, like, I'm, I'm sympathizing with him and, like kind of interested to see how this is going to play into um, Michael Myers until I started to realize, oh, this is how it's going to play into Michael Myers. And then I was like, no, no, not at all. Nobody wanted this. Nobody want. (sighs) We're going to talk more about this on Monday uh, on brain damage. So definitely make sure you guys check that out. Did I spoil too much? No. I don't think so. All right. If you stuck around for this long and you're still not expecting, you know, a little bit to get spoiled, that's on you. Um, but I haven't we said were, anything directly, I don't think. I said one thing directly and we're going we're, we're gonna to cut it out. It's going to get cut <laughs> out. But, like, here's basically the point of this. This whole spoiler-free review is for people that haven't seen the movie yet that are... If you're a diehard fan of this, I, I would honestly say don't even fucking go see it. That's I, I honestly don't want people to go see it. I was happy when we went to the theater yesterday, and it was pretty packed. A lot of they, multiple screenings for this movie at the theater, and, and pretty much everyone was there to see this movie. And I was like, okay, a lot of people are coming. This movie's gonna looks like it's gonna have a good opening weekend, and that's good because I love the Halloween franchise and I want it to do well. Not like this. So if you're a diehard fan of of Halloween and you want more of Halloween and what that franchise does and what everyone loves about that franchise and you want more of that, the point of this review is to tell you that you're not going to get that. This movie does not deliver. It doesn't feel like a Halloween movie. And it just like... I was saying this downstairs before we started recording this is I'm going to record this podcast that we're doing right now. I'm going to record the one that we're going to do our first spoilers. But after that, I don't want to think about this movie again, but I don't want to talk about it again. I wish that this didn't happen. (laughs) This is extremely offensive to fans of, Halloween and and Michael Myers in particular is is just bad. So if you're a fan of of Michael Myers as a character, this isn't the movie for you. 
if you're just a casual horror fan and just want to see a horror movie, maybe you'll like the like new spin that they're going to throw on it. But if you... I already said it. If you're, I'm if, very curious about what Miles is going to have to say. I've already <laughs> seen a lot of the things that he has to say, and it's literally like he's just saying things. Because <laughs> most of the points that he's making don't actually make any sense. Like, my... I'll spoil one of the things Miles said, and I'm gonna fucking rip him in half for this on the po- like. I'm you may physically hear on the microphone a human being being ripped in half because Miles said, "I'm so bored of gory kills." <laughs> the man who's based his entire personality around gory kills. The man who's based his entire person around personality around tits and gory kills. By the way, this it was ranting and raving about by the Fire way, Two being a masterpiece. Last by the week. by the way, this movie has no tits and it still has gory kills. Some as a couple. The kills that are in it are 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 pretty decently gory. There's some there's some good kills in the movie. I'm not I'm not gonna lie to you. That's if I have to, if if let's let's name some positives about the movie. The kills. Some of the kills in the movie were pretty good. The the re- there's a scene where the record player is involved. A kill. That's a good kill. That's a good kill. The scene with the there's a scene with a cage and a car involved. Yes. That's that's pretty good. And there's a scene involved with a uh, bottle opener. Yes. That's pretty good. Those those are the ones that I can recall. Um, the big kill that really matters at the end of the film. Is horrible. <laughs> so fucking bad. One of the worst kills ever. But it could have been worse because it could have ended at something, and at least they went the extra mile with it. I like the extra mile, actually. If you want, if you want a positive spin, I I like the extra mile. The what? I don't what know. led us there? <laughs> what led us there was awful, horrible, and um. What was another? What was another positive about it? Like, like I said, um, like the first like twenty or so minutes of like the movie where it's kind of establishing Corey and everything. I I, I liked the intro. I liked the the the, intro. the, the pre credits. I don't like where it, it ultimately ended up leading us. Yeah, the pre credits was good, and I even like even before that when. Um, like even going even up to before the pre credits. Or I mean, even after that. <laughs> even after that. I'm sorry. Cut that out. Um, (laughs) uh, Even after that, like even leading up to when they go to the the party together and they're dancing and having a good time and everything. And I was like, all right, this is pretty cool. Also, if you're prone to seizures, don't see this as well, because I was getting a little during the party scenes with the flashing (laughs) lights. Well, there's a scene where I thought a character in the movie was having a seizure, but it was he was just dancing, um, apparently. Is there anything else positive about this movie? Like, seriously, I sat there apparently looking very pissed off that concerned our wives the entire time because, like, genuinely, I can't think of anything. I had to, I kept smiling because Maisie kept laughing at me. She she was, like, literally laughing. Like, she would look at me and I just had, like, the my sincere reaction face and, like, like, my reaction to that information or whatever. Just looked like absolutely pissed, and then she'd be like, "Are you okay?" Like yeah. loud as fuck, so the entire <laughs> theater could hear it, and like that would put a smile on my face. But other than that, there was nothing in this movie really that made me smile. Also, the uh, here's the, the opening credits were blue, and I thought it looked really weird. I thought it looked cool. Yeah, I thought the opening credits were kind of cool. I was still. Kind of hype for the movie at that point with the pumpkins exploding through the pumpkins and the shit. CG was pretty bad, but it was well, a cool concept. It was, it, you know. Okay, well, we'll get into the real nitty gritty stuff for Monday's show. I hope you found this one informative. If you planned on seeing it tonight or this weekend, I would say just don't. Um, or if you're gonna watch it, just watch it on fucking Peacock. Don't make this have a big box office turnout. I say don't even watch it. I guess if you're a hardcore Halloween fan, you have no choice. Like, you have to fucking watch it. 
Like, even if somebody told me that it was dog shit bad. We would still watch I it. I would still watch it because it's, I'm a hardcore Halloween fan and I need to see every second of fucking film that was rolled on this fucking franchise in order to look myself in the mirror every day. But... <laughs> But I'm I'm kind of like begging you, like if you're a fan of the Halloween franchise, just like a casual fan who doesn't need to see it, just don't. Please don't, don't give these people your fucking money anymore. Please, like stop. They're going to reboot this again, and and hopefully it's it's good next time. You know, like Michael Myers is not going to go away. The Halloween franchise is is never going to die. Halloween ends is just a name of a. Um, name of a movie. It's the end to this trilogy. It's the end of Jamie Lee Curtis, I would say. I yeah, know, Jamie I Lee Curtis is done. never going to come back. But Michael Myers will return. They're going to make more movies with Michael Myers in it. Just like Everything. some fucking day they're going to come out with a new Jason movie. I, I don't know when it's going to fucking be, but eventually someday that will happen. And, you know, they still make Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies. And let's face it, they're. They haven't even really been good since the first one, and I don't even like the first one, so... But That's they, Jared's new favorite thing on every podcast we do. He's going to talk about how he doesn't like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I need to rewatch it. I do. But at the same time, I'll, I'll just tell you that my watching experience of it was... I didn't really care for it. And honestly, I don't... Like, I know Texas Chainsaw 2 is pretty well liked, and I don't even really think that one's that good either. I, I liked it seeing it with a crowd because we saw it like at a special screening with the the actress who was in it was there. That was a really cool experience. But regardless, we were planning on this being a mini-sode, but I think we turned it into a full episode. So we're going to start wrapping this thing up. If you guys haven't already, please make sure you're subscribing over on YouTube and whatever podcast streaming service you're listening to this on, not only to this show, but also to Brain Damage, as we already said. And, yeah, that's about it for this. You got anything else to say to the, the lovely people? Don't go ready? see this movie and um, make sure you check out the Brain Damage episode after you do inevitably watch it. Um, make sure you check out the Brain... Or, you know what? Don't watch it and then come to our spoiler episode on Monday to, to figure out to, what to, happens to, in to, the movie. To figure out if you would ever want to watch it. To, to figure out what happens in the movie. You're not going to see it, so the spoilers don't fucking matter. Come listen to us fucking tear this thing apart and Midnight Miles is going to suck it off and we're going to just absolutely destroy him. So... Because he's an idiot. We'll, <laughs> we'll see you guys on Monday. That's it, you guys. We'll see you back here tomorrow for another episode of the House of Horror. So take care and stay spooky.